For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right, Chris, preseason game number one, it's in the books. Let's get to preseason game number two this Friday. What are three things that we're going to see? We're Three things that we want to see the Carolina Panthers improve upon going into game number two. They just need to look a lot better. We'll be talking about that. Yeah, well, we're gonna hit the we're gonna hit, the, hit those three things. Also, Chris, you spoke to Dion Jones, inside linebacker, mm-hmm. one of the latest additions of the Carolina Panthers. But before we get into that, let's get this sucker started. The state of North Carolina covers fifty three thousand square miles. It is the habitat of the feared Carolina Panthers. <laughs> Get dialed in, Panthers fans, for an in-depth look at your team. Exclusive interviews. Locker room insight. Let's huddle up for Panthers Playbook. Here are your hosts, Dennis Cox and Chris Lee. Welcome back to another episode of Panthers Playbook. That's Chris Lee. I'm Dennis Cox. By the way, before we get into the three things for the Carolina Panthers, for Chris, your conversation with Deion Jones, if you're listening to us here on your favorite podcast app, make sure you follow us, all right? Subscribe, leave us a nice five-star review. Also, if you're watching on YouTube, smash that subscribe button, hit the likes, and leave comments. We'll interact with you. At least I will, Chris. Absolutely. I don't know about you, but I'm going to interact with people. If it's positive, I'll interact with other people. But, you know, sometimes people don't like to be positive, so I might have to block or mute or whatever. That's fine, but, but leave us leave us comments anyway. Leave us yeah. comments anyway. All right, let's get into preseason game number one, done. Already on from that. Preseason game number two is this coming Friday. Three things that we want to see the Carolina Panthers improve upon. One, tackling. Two, better offensive line play. And three, let's see the playbook open up a little bit. Let's get into that third thing right away, actually. I want to see – yeah, I want to see Frank Reich. Let Bryce – let him throw. Let him cook. (laughs) Let him cook a little bit. Yeah. It's, you know, one of the things, uh, and it made sense after uh, the first uh, preseason game when Frank Reich said, you know, hey, we didn't play within our scheme at all. Like, we didn't show you anything. And I get it, right? You don't want to put too much on tape early on. You have a rookie quarterback. It's a new uh, offensive staff, basically a a new system than what people are used to with the Carolina Panthers. So they don't want to put too much on tape so that their early opponents know what they're getting into. They're probably going to have different things from game to game, right? Like Atlanta is probably going to see something different than what New Orleans is going to see. Uh, But at the same time, I don't want it to be looking as vanilla as it did because, boy, it looked really vanilla. Like I didn't see any of the things that I saw in practice. I felt like what I've seen in practice from the Carolina Panthers when I was at training camp looked completely different than what was on the field when I was at Bank of America Stadium. Um, you know, of course, like we didn't see the different packages for somebody like LaVisca Chenault. Uh, we didn't see the different type of <clears throat> different run game uh, aspects that they could have uh, installed, things like that. And then we didn't see Bryce Young really get a chance to really air it out. That is something that I, I, I want to see and, and what that looks like. Uh, but also, we're going to talk about this, that does come down to protection. Will Bryce Young mm-hmm. have enough time 
um, to air it out? Will Andy Dalton, if he's going to play, will uh, Matt Corral, will they have enough time to air it, air it out? Um, I will say this, though. There is a chance that we do see a little bit more of that because, uh, and this does go into the offensive line play, but Wink Martindale, the defensive coordinator for the New York Giants, uh, he's known for his exotic blitzes, his exotic looks and packages and stuff like that for uh, his de- uh, defensive staff. That means that a lot of times they could be bringing the house, okay? How will the P- Carolina Panthers kind of operate uh, outside of that? Will they have a lot of DJ Chark or Adam Thielen or LaVisca Chenault uh, one-on-one um, down there? And can Bryce Young connect with those guys? Can they get more explosive plays uh, mm-hmm. down the field, getting more chunk yardage instead of these dink and dunk six, uh, five, four yards here and there. Uh, so that's going to be one of the things I'm definitely looking forward to seeing. And this is going to be a good Giants defense uh, that could uh, basically give the Panthers a few fits. It'll be indicative of what maybe they could potentially do during a regular season. I want play number one, play action, DJ Chark on like a big <laughs> deep post route down the middle of the field or on a go route. Just give it to you, like, let him air it out. I don't care where the ball lands. I just want to see that they're going to be aggressive. And, again, I want to see mm. Bryce Young show off the arm strength. All right, you mentioned the second thing, offensive line protection. They did Oof. not look good. They did Oof. not look good at all. And it comes simply down to this. Look, you brought back all five starters for a reason. I know Austin Corbett still recovering from his ACL injury that he suffered in the final game of the regular season last year against the New Orleans Saints. But the other four guys were intact, right? I know Cade Mays, who was with the team last season as a, as a rookie, he was plugged in as a starter on, uh, at right guard. I know he's not playing this weekend. Frank Reich on Wednesday mentioned that I think Cade Mays is not going to play. Andy Dalton dealing with a back injury. Terrace Marshall not playing as well, uh, all dealing with injuries. So those guys aren't going to play. Chandler Zavala, the rookie out of NC State, fourth rounder, is going to step in and get a lot of reps this coming weekend. But can you protect Bryce Young? Like, Can you actually just play to the level that we saw them play last season? Looking at you, Iki Aquanu. Looking at you, Brady Christensen. Like, just literally, they don't have to go out and get new guys. I'm not at that point yet, Chris, but can, can you just raise the level of your game to what you played at last season? Can we see that? And Frank Reich said, basically, that they're they're comfortable with the roster that they have now. And unfortunately, when it comes down to offensive line, if you don't have a job right now and you're an offensive lineman, you're probably not good enough to make the squad anyway. That's it's very true. different if you're, you know, a running back or a wide receiver or a, or a linebacker or edge rusher or whatever sitting home uh, right now because you're just waiting for the right opportunity and the right deal. Um, so the Panthers pretty much have to deal with what they got. And so yeah. the, the team that they have right now, the offensive line that's in front of Bryce Young right now, how would they step together? You can go back and listen to our uh, post-game episode uh, with, the, uh, with the Jets. You heard from uh, some offensive line guys there and we talked everything about what happened in that Jets game um, but what I'm interested in seeing is uh, with that big meeting that they had with the offensive line coach James Campen after mm-hmm. the game did that light a fire under these guys right Hope it did. we also I didn't get a chance to to watch uh, Hard Knocks but I was reading some reviews and apparently Quinn Williams was basically calling out that offensive line in Hard Knocks saying he could have had 10 sacks if they let him in practice yeah that oh my god like that is not good panthers (laughs) you know what i'm saying no it's not like you're getting you're getting called out on national television about 
uh, from this one guy who said he could have had 10 sacks if they would have let him uh, in practice. Um, so how are you going to step up to that? I hope that they're listening to this. I hope they're watching this. I hope that they really saw what was going on uh, in that game and they uh, they step up. And, and I also am interested in seeing what, what Chandler Zavala does, right? Because he's been yeah. injured most of the offseason, uh, especially during training camp, I, I should say. And so he didn't, hasn't had a lot of that live action. So how is he going to do against live action? How is he also going to do on that right side? Because he's normally on the left side uh, traditionally when he was at NC State with um, Iki Aquanu. Um, so we'll see how that all goes out. And then, of course, you got a Giants defense that's going to bring a lot of pressure uh, from a lot of different areas. Look, it, it doesn't matter what your scheme and all that kind of stuff is. If you can't block and protect, it means squat. It means, it means absolutely, absolutely nothing. 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 And that was my that was the position offensive line that I was most confident in offensively coming into the season after game one. <laughs> right. Again, again, well, here's right. the things like that's all we have to go off of. I know there's last season, but this year's different. You know, guys change. So and it was the uh, fact that they have the same offensive line coach, too. Like, yes. I know it's a different offensive scheme, but same offensive line coach. So you're being coached up the same way. So you didn't think that you're going to see that type of a drop off. And to see the early returns from the Jets game and to hear Quentin Williams said, oh, man, I could add 10 sacks in, in, oh, yeah. in, 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 in practice. That is that is not good uh, whatsoever. And so I'm, I'm really hoping that this doesn't end up being a sore spot. And I hope this isn't like one of these things that we're going to continuously talk about throughout the season right here on Panthers Playbook. I hope so. I hope I'm with you on that. All right, before we get to Deion Jones, the third and final thing, Chris, something that we see often in early in season is poor tackling. And that's something, again, you Oof. see because in training camps, oftentimes you're not actually tackling and going to the ground. So that's actually a, a, a skill set and aspect of football that actually is, for lack of a better term, eroding, if that makes sense. It's, it, it's declining yeah. because you want to protect guys during training camp. You're limiting the number of hits. The number of padded practices is greatly reduced. So, again, you're not tackling against live players. Now they got some different technology and things along those lines that can help with, with tackling, but it's still different when you're actually out there live on the field playing actual live, uh, live speed. So I think we'll, it should improve, hopefully, but I also want to see the defense be able to sniff out a screenplay as well. They something they did not do very well against you the know, and. And, you know, I was looking at PFF grades and, you know, we're, mm -hmm. we're talking to Deion Jones, as you as you mentioned, Deion Jones had two missed tackles uh, in that game against the Jets. So he had, I guess, the lowest grade on defense as far as tackling is concerned. And for somebody as good as Deion Jones has been since he's mm -hmm. gotten to the league in 2016, you know that he I don't think he's fallen off. So it's either he's fallen off or this is just an aberration. And he just needs to get back into it. And so I, I think it's going to be the latter. He just needs to get back into it. But. It's not just him. Um, you know, uh, Jamie Robinson got a, a crazy move put on him. Um, and it's been, probably been a while since he's made tackles in, in college. Uh, got a crazy move put on him, and the Jets scored off of that. Like, he could have uh, stopped, I think it was uh, Abanikana, uh, yeah. the running back for the, for the Jets. Um, so that's one thing I'm definitely going to be looking at as well. Uh, I thought the first team defense, of course, looked great. But they still have a few things I would like for them to kind of clean up. Um but it's, it's going to be like sure tackling, sure hitting, uh, making sure that on contact you're getting these guys to the ground. And look, these are great NFL athletes, right? You're going to find somebody, especially if Saquon Barkley ends up playing. Saquon Barkley can break tackles, right? Oh, yeah. So it's, it's not the end of the world if, if a tackle is broken, if you miss a tackle. 
But if it continues to be an ongoing thing, if the Carolina Panthers become the Carolina Panthers of 2020 uh, and, and 2019, where teams could just run all over them, that's going to be a problem because you're going to need to stop teams on third down so that your offense can hopefully keep the time of possession up. If other teams have a longer time of possession because they know they can run on you and you guys are not going to tackle, then you're not going to give Bryce Young any time to operate, especially if he's already dealing with offensive line issues. All right, we talked about Deion Jones. Chris, let's get right to your exclusive interview. Your one-on-one. No one else had this interview. Only you did. Nobody Chris. else. Just no me. one else. Deion Jones here on Panthers Playbook. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right, joining us right now on uh, Panthers Playbook, Deion Jones, uh, linebacker for the Carolina Panthers, joined the team a couple of weeks ago. And, Deion, I wanted to ask you about this because most of your career you spent in, in Atlanta, of course, and, and going against the Carolina Panthers in the NFC South. You also grew up in New Orleans. I don't know yeah. if you were a Saints fan, but, like, how – Weird is it for you to have this jersey on, maybe watching a team in your city go against this team and then playing for another team that goes against uh, the Carolina Panthers so much? So, so far, it's been a, it's definitely been an adjustment, you know, trying to get to learn these, uh, uh, learn to love these colors, you know what I'm saying? When, <laughs> they, uh, yeah. You know, I was in the division and, you know, this is a good rivalry. So just definitely trying to get the culture down, get, get the guys and, you know, trying to figure out everything there is about the city and, and like I said, the culture of the place. Okay. And then also there's a few uh, other LSU guys that's there uh, yeah. as well. Um, you know, exactly uh, Dante time. Jackson. Yeah, Dante Jackson, Terrace Marshall, a few other people. And, and But you guys have a, a quarterback from, from Alabama. So uh, yeah. when you guys are, are talking to Bryce or whatever, do you guys kind of go back and forth with that? Maybe also Bradley Bozeman, he's from Alabama too. We really haven't started that part yet. I think that's going to kick off okay. when, you know, college football start. <laughs> you know, everything start, you know, the ball start rolling on that. So far, we've just been trying to make sure Bryce have a, you know, smooth transition, be a good teammate to him and make sure he, this line curve is, is you know, makes it easy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Not really trying to, you know, press a lot on him, but just making sure he get comfortable and, you know, feel good in the locker room. It's major. Absolutely. Let's, let's talk about this defense. Uh, before you came along, some of the questions about the Panthers defense specifically for their linebackers is there's, of course, uh, Frankie Lulu, Shaq Thompson. Those guys are great at what they do. But who's going to come on behind that? Kamu Gruje hill has come on uh, during training camp, and he's been looking really good. Of course, the Panthers signed you to be a part of it. Now, all of a sudden, this linebacking core looks, uh, looks amazing. What do you see out of this linebacking core? How dangerous can you guys be uh, in the, within the whole scheme of the entire defense? I just think, you know, we could be as good as we want to be. Like, um, we just constantly got to put the work in, constantly got to keep on the grind, setting the tone. I mean, we're the quarterbacks of the D, and we just got to carry guys with us. Um, so far, guys been flying around, eager to learn. Um, you know, we've been gelling as a group. And like I said, it's just bringing everybody along. We start with our room, and then, you know, it gets infectious and it spreads to other rooms. And then, um, you know, Brian Burns has said that he feels like uh, this there's something being spe special being built in, in Carolina right now. Um, from your point of view, you've been there for a few weeks now. 
uh, what do you see that's that's happening? How do you think uh, this uh, this group can um, continue to get better uh, as the years kind of go along? Like I said, um, you know, what has been a, like kind of for me is for me is like, you know, new coaching staff, new group of guys together and basically looking for our standard, like setting the tone every day, setting our precedent on how we want to do things. And that's going to be a day, a day to day battle. And I think we have the right guys on the team, the right people uh, in charge and, you know, coaches and all that who, who's encouraging that. And we just got to keep, you know, gelling the team and keep running it along. And I think we should be, like I said, as good as we want to be. We just got to make it, make it a mindset and do what we have to do day in and day out. Talk about setting that standard uh, when it comes down to, like, you know, of course, we, we saw what happened at the, with the Jets game. This Friday, you guys get a chance to go against the Giants on the road. Uh, the defense specifically, how are you guys looking to, uh, to, to gel a little bit better? What are you looking to show in this game that – uh, you didn't get a chance to show, or maybe that you guys weren't ready to show so far uh, against the Jets. Mm, as far as that, like, like I said, was, last week was our first time playing together as a group mm -hmm. on this game, like real live bullets. Um, like I said, guys in different spots doing different things. So, like I said, it's just only going to get better. Like, we finally got something on film that we could look at and that's tangible, you know what I'm saying? So, studying the film and then all of us making the checks and corrections that we need to make in our own game. As, as also will bring us together, like us seeing each other striving and unturning every stone. Like that's what that's what makes it grow. That's what makes it happen. So just seeing guys, we really just want to see people take a, another step up this week and get back into however they want to play or whoever they are. You know what I'm saying? Um, with uh, with the coaching staff here with uh, Ezero Evero's scheme and just kind of learning, have you played anything similar to this uh, beforehand? Uh, if not, what's what's been the the personal learning been like for you to kind of get ready uh, to play within uh, the framework of this defense? Um, for me, it's kind of like two defenses I played in, kind of meshed into one. For me, that's how I kind of compartmentalize it as I'm learning. Okay. And um, yeah, I think. Um, wait, what's the question? How, how what's you say again? I kind of got lost. Just basically learning the defense and <laughs> learning yeah, the defense so, and uh, just kind of how you like you uh, learning how to play within the framework and everything. Yeah. So like I said, you got, it's all, for me, it's all like trial and error. Like try to be mm -hmm. in the right spot, try to, you know, see if I could help out somewhere else or, you know, stuff like that. At, like as I'm working in the rules of the, of, the, of the book and it's just like, I got, I got coach P who's there. I got coach E who's there. Like, coaching it up like if I can if I can't like where I need to be at this down the third and I think everybody well everybody in in our room for sure that I know of that I could speak on because that's the room I'm in the most um right now so everyone's trying to find their little inches and you know a step here a step there to make it what it needs to be you know so and he's been doing a good job at letting us know you know what's too far like what's right around and like I said we just keep growing and keep crafting it that's awesome. Um, I want to go back to uh, the beginning of the interview where you said you're, you're learning to like the colors, but you're trying to get used to Charlotte as well. Is there a, maybe a misconception that you had about uh, the, the city of Charlotte or maybe even the Panthers organization that as you got in, you're like, oh, okay, this, this, is, this is not what I thought it was. This is no, better than what I thought it was. It's not even that. It's just like when, you, when you're in the NFC South, like everybody's your rival, you know what I'm saying? And I've never really spent time in Charlotte. I've never, besides coming in, Day before the game, get in and get out. I just know it's about a 40-minute flight when we're coming from Atlanta. So 
like I said, just I just when I go to any city, I like to learn the culture, like where the spots to eat at, you know, places people hang, like things to do. And that's what I mean by learning Charlotte, like getting involved yeah. in the city, like being around and see what's up. What's your new favorite place to eat in Charlotte right now? Right now, um, I did go to a good place last night, but I, I don't have any favorites yet. I, I'm still I'm still okay. searching, still looking around. So if you've got any, shoot them my way. Well, I'm in Raleigh, so it's uh, yeah, you know, I'm not that's, as familiar. That's a little, that's a little, that's a little, a little far, but there, there's a couple places that I, I've, I've had before that's, that's been pretty good. I just can't remember the names right now. Okay. Um, let me ask you about let me ask you about uh, New Orleans. Um, okay. the, there's uh, a great you know music culture there as well, uh, but also great football culture. You know, like you know with um, you know Dante being from the from the area as well. Uh, talk about the the and then of course you know the Manning families from there. Talk about the football culture down in New Orleans outside of like the the Saints fandom. Like why is it so many pros that seem to be turned out uh, from that from that area? We got a lot like Louisiana ball is football is where it's at. Like there's a lot of like, like we get a sprinkle of like basketball. We get we get a good bit of baseball players, but all in all, like when you're young, you're playing ball like. You, you're out there and you yeah. pads, you know. That's that's that's. As soon as the summer hit, like we outside playing ball. As soon as the, the fall hit, everybody's on the team. Like from young to the oldest, like it's just part of what we do. Is we got LSU, we have the Saints. Like mm-hmm. it's just it's just a football state. Yeah. You like everybody there love football. Like if you're from there, born and raised, you definitely gonna love football. I want to ask you about some of the music out of there because some of my favorite hip hop music comes out of New Orleans. I'm, I grew up a huge uh, Cash Money fan. There's sure. um, some of some of that um, music and um, culture from New Orleans. Does some of that kind of, um, I guess, identify who you are as as a person and as a player as um, well? I think I think uh, our music definitely gives off a vibe that uh, like the vibe of like the spirit that all of us have in us, like you know, real. Like we're, we're loving people, but we also have you know a little edge to us. I feel like that's all people from Louisiana, and um, and it just it, we we mess with like it flows through us. Like as soon as we hear, we know where it's from. Like we know where it's from. We know exactly like what section it's from, and we can vibe to it because we understand everybody from that area. Like and spread out throughout you know the state. So like BR, New Orleans, like Lafayette Street, like all of it, like we, we can hear it as soon as we, as soon as we tap in. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for, for your time today. I know you guys are getting ready for uh, the game against the Giants, so good luck with that. And uh, Even though we're in Raleigh, we, we drive down every every uh, home game. Yeah, so we'll see you at the home, home, home games, now. Yeah, we got you. We'll be there every time. All right, cool. Okay, here's the situation. Our daughter Mia is leaving for her first sleepover. We have friends coming to stay, and we just got a puppy. So I go on Instacart and solve everything in one order from Kohl's. Fun PJs for Mia. Oh, new bedding for the guest room. And a vacuum cleaner that actually picks up pet hair. All delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. With Kohl's on Instacart, there's no such we can't fix. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum order. Additional terms apply. Chris, a lot of things to improve upon from game one to game two of the preseason. I know it's just the preseason, but they're small little things. But we all know in the NFL, small little things make the biggest difference. Absolutely. So uh, a lot of small things to, to look at. 
Um, I'm not a fan of, of the preseason going away. I know some people want the preseason to go away. I know that a lot of these guys uh, already, I mean, they go through a grueling season, 17 games. Mm. Uh, you know, we don't have to go back into that. I think the 17th was unnecessary. Um, but the, the preseason, especially for offensive line and especially for learning how to tackle is very important. And mm-hmm. so far, those are the two areas where the, the Carolina Panthers probably need the most work at. So uh, I'm excited to see how things go as far as those two uh, aspects of the game on Friday night. Listen, if you are in the Raleigh area, WRAL, 7 o'clock Friday night, Panthers versus Giants. It's right there for you. You don't have to go anywhere else. And uh, you can also listen to that game on 99.9 The Fan also, That's right? Ken, 99.9 The Fan. You can listen to it there as well. All the stuff covered for you here on Panthers Playbook as well. Make sure, again, you subscribe. Smash that subscribe button. Hit the likes. Leave comments. Again, follow us on YouTube. Or also, if you're watching this on YouTube and you don't want to miss anything, also subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform as well. We'll have another episode of Panthers Playbook the day after, the morning after, the Jets mm-hmm. game, or excuse me, the Giants game, preseason game number two. We'll have that for you the morning after. So make sure you again you subscribe so you don't miss anything from Panthers Playbook. Until next time, we'll see you. Later.